Hello, this is Deep, a podcast discussion about questions and ideas. We're doing this because we want to learn more and to get another person's perspective on the things we think we know. Well, I'm just happy to be here, to be honest with you. I'm also, if I'm completely honest, slightly jealous of your reading ability because I know that when it comes to reading it out, I'm slightly uh, behind the times on that, but that's just the way it goes. Well, so, don't, don't so. worry about it. Don't worry about it. It's, uh, you know, I'm sure there are people who are better readers than me. I am Josh. And I am Matt. Welcome, Welcome to, to Deep. Deep. That, was, that was nicely done that time. Okay, uh, just first things, uh, remember, any comments, suggestions, leave us a rating with your podcast provider or send us an email directly. Uh, we'll even reply to it if you if you if you like uh our email address is j and m deep dot podcast at gmail.com that's j a n d m d e e p dot podcast at gmail.com email us okay anything to report matt since last time well i suppose the thing to report is that uh i've kind of been letting go of the physical realm a little bit more and so much as uh, I've really been enjoying the, the the access to music that the various casting and streaming platform gives us and, and at first I was a bit I suppose rightly so a bit kind of like didn't want to give into it too much because and, and I know there's lots of reasons why people would suggest that it's maybe not very good for the music industry but ultimately that's something that as a as a human race we're gonna to have to get over these things if we want to progress to a degree and I think ultimately yeah, a lot of plastic used in C D production, yeah. I guess it's and oil think, oil yeah. used in it. Like I think we'll, we will we will come around to a way of finding but hopefully I won't have to find out the way to, to get over this problem and I can sit back and watch while somebody else selfishly selfishly does but uh, well, they, I'm sure they will uh, do it for selfish well, reasons and make lots of money so maybe, we don't, but, don't feel bad for yeah, them. Ultimately I've really been enjoying um, the, the the ability to access stuff in, in lots of ways and been able to access as much music as my uh, my ears can deal with. Yeah, streaming is, is is really great and you know I find just uh it's cheaper than buying stuff. It gives you access to stuff that you couldn't afford, which is, is pretty cool. I like the way you put that. It was letting go of the physical realm. I thought, yeah, that was that was a nice phrase. Yeah. Um, my my thing I've been up to is a. Uh, maybe a bit more down to earth in some ways um, it's not really something I've been doing it's just something I heard about I was listening to a podcast I heard about uh, what's been in the news recently about the, the upskirting bill uh, and I just I didn't really know what that was until I listened to this podcast and it's basically the upskirting bill stemmed from there was a woman who was in a concert in Hyde Park in London and uh, she basically found that someone in front of her had taken a picture of, of her crotch up her skirt and and so she like took the phone off this guy, went to the policeman nearby, and sort of said, "Look, this is what's happened." And it basically turned out that because of the the way the law is, if she had been in her house or in a changing room, then the guy who took the picture would have done something wrong or criminal. But uh, as my understanding is, it, it wasn't illegal for him to do that essentially. For, for some insane reason so he was made in the to, public domain yeah well basically so he was you know it's pub, public domain is, is yeah her crotch was public domain so um, he was made to delete the image but obviously that's pretty mortifying really if you know if you think if I think that happened to my girlfriend I'd, I'd 
be absolutely outraged. Or, or just any, any woman I know. You know, if that happened to a stranger on the street, I'd be absolutely outraged. So um, it does seem like it's been presented in the media. There has been some progress made on the issue. It is going through the halls of government. Again, the, the, the woman who actually experienced this, she was the main driving force behind chain, this change in the law. So, you know, something good has come from that terrible experience that she had. Um, yeah. And I think it's brilliant. But also, as it was presented in the media, there was a particular MP who voted against this, this you know, the idea of making it illegal to take a picture of a woman's crotch. I can't imagine why he did that. Apparently, he said it was because he wanted to... He felt that every issue should be discussed and debated uh, rather than... You know, he wanted to ensure that taxpayers' money was spent debating whether we should take pictures of women's crotches or not. But, of course, I'm simplifying it based on hearsay and rumour that I've heard. But essentially, my understanding is, at the moment, it's still OK to go out and take a picture of a woman's crotch, but pretty soon it'll be illegal. So, uh, you know, good. I don't know what that says. I suppose that's sort of good in the future, bad for, for the moment. But um, legi- legislation coming in soon is, is the last thing I read about that. So. It also gives us too much wiggle room by the sounds of things. Well, yeah, it's, it's, yeah, it's just I thought it was good to bring that to the attention. That was perhaps more important than anything that's happened in my life in the last couple of weeks. Excellent. Um, okay, so we'll move on to the, the main section now. Time for the hat. I think it's your turn. I shall delve in and rustle around. We need to get a drum roll effect. I'll take this one because it popped out. So, we have... You're doing well today. Oh, another one of mine. What are you most afraid of? Ten mm. minutes to discuss what you're most afraid of. Okay, I think that's pretty straightforward. I mean, would, would you, I'll set the timer going. Would you like to start for, for a change on one of my subjects? Well, I haven't got anything particularly in mind. We can discuss the, the idea the tricky, of years. Well, let's go. Timing's going. Yeah, the tricky thing is that feeling as happy with the world as I do right at the moment, I'm not sure I feel afraid of anything. Okay, well, that. I'll start then. I mean, I would say in a, in a very simplistic way, to, to start us off at the shallow end, um, when I was growing up, I was terrified of bees and wasps and hornets and and sort of by association, probably most buzz, buzzing flying insects, even if they didn't have a sting. Um, and I say when I was growing up, I am still pretty scared of them, but maybe I'm less likely to run away in fear, but uh, I suppose if they harass me too much. So I guess that is a thing I would be okay. afraid of. At the shallow end, you know, what is fear? And I yeah. guess it's quite an interesting experience to be afraid well, of something and sort of have that uncontrollable, irrational... Yeah. You know, and obviously not all fears are irrational, but I'd say to be afraid of a tiny little bee that I've been stung before and it doesn't really even hurt. Yeah. So. Well, also fear is something as well. It's, it's, it's to be aware that fears are there because I think the thing with fear is it's that thing where, like, there's me saying I'm not afraid of anything right now, but then something jumps out of you and suddenly the fear cripples you and paralyzes you. So there's 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 being afraid physically of a bee or a bird or whatever might be flying around. Like, for example, when I was younger, I had a bit of a phobia with dogs. That's partly because I was bitten by a dog as a young child and then grew up where I, I, it obviously didn't affect is, me. Is that, is that what happened to your radio face? Not My radio face? <laughs> it's, it's a joke. It's a joke. Okay. You see, they can't see your face. And I was <laughs> okay. pretending you had some kind of mauled, mauled dog face. But yeah, yeah, that's exactly he, what happened. He has a mauled, fine face. I was mauled by a dog. That's exactly what it no, I was bitten by a dog on the hand. When I was when I was a young boy, you know, uh, but yeah, and that affected me a little bit. And 
it took me a lot, quite a while, you know, for example, when I was doing things like paper rounds when I was a kid, I'd, like, if big dogs kind of rattle the door, it would make me jump more than necessary. But then I've come to, although I don't have a dog of my own, uh, I generally quite like the uh, an animal appearing in someone's life for a bit, it can be a bit of fun at times, and, you know, I don't, I've, I've, I've kind of grown out of that a little bit. But you, I think more to say, the, more, the fears... Sorry, we're going to say something. If you want to say something. I was just going to say, would you say you're still a bit afraid of dogs? Is that, is that Only a residual sir, Not massively. Generally speaking, I'm quite good with, with animals generally. And animals, I seem to be able to get on with animals behind uh, them. I don't cause any. But then there is some certain animals. Like There's a couple of times I've been in the presence of very big dogs. Like, for example, I remember one time I went up to somebody's house and they had a Rottweiler which was only a puppy at the time, but I was sat down at the kitchen table and this thing walked over and it was looking me in the eyes. And I remember just for a second, I, I visibly, I just physically could feel myself for a second swallow and was like a very aware that something that looked like it had some kind of prehistoric power was staring me in the face and could probably eat me and just <laughs> smile while it was doing it. So there is times definitely Something when... Something primal about fear. Yeah, there is times when you do things. I suppose it's a bit like sometimes you'll go to... You might go to a zoo or something. There's certain animals you might see behind the cage and you look at them and you'll just know that that's what the end of it. I mean, I, I've gone a little bit of a tangent. Sometimes you'd sometimes wonder about certain things like, you know, being being attacked by animals would be a horrible way to go. And just the the idea when you sort of sometimes sit in a little premeditative state about these things and you think about what, the way things could end occasionally be mauled by a bear or attacked by a tiger would be a particularly pretty way to go, I'd imagine. So you've touched on another aspect of fear there, which is death. You mm. mentioned it twice, a way to go, it wouldn't be a pleasant way to go. And obviously that is something that is wrapped up with fear. I imagine most mm. people are afraid or at least uncomfortable about death. I imagine if you are afraid of snakes or spiders or bees and wasps or... I don't know what other things, you know, you might be afraid of socks. I'm sure some people are afraid of many bizarre things. But essentially, if you are afraid of something, if you can acknowledge fear in your life, you'll probably also, I think most people would be a bit afraid of death. And, and a lot of the existential fears that we sort of operate under, especially in today's climate, like, say, nuclear war or asteroids coming down from space or the apocalypse, a popular theme in Hollywood films for the last few years. You know, a lot of these things are around death and cessation of your life and your existence your current state no longer existing so i guess yeah the idea of death you, and these existential fears you know these are yeah aspects of fear yeah, aren't they i think yeah they are i mean if you don't like if you allow me to say this and hopefully not go too far from the topic i sometimes wonder with the death thing it's something i know that i've talked about you in the past is sometimes i wonder with death whether it's not necessarily of course, we we don't we wouldn't want to die, or any people are honest to die. But I sometimes wonder as well whether it's more about how you might die as well that's sometimes an issue, Pain. Like, and going out of this world, kind of kicking and screaming in all visibility to the world, is a is a thing. And sometimes I do wonder whether the phobias and fears that we have are a way of of sometimes being making you more aware on a primal level of those things, so that you could be aware and go out with more grace almost. And sometimes I think as you maybe as you get older and you lose lose some of those fears or those fears because less of a problem, it's maybe because you've a better understanding of the world and a better understanding of how to deal with things or the, or or, your, or because you've learned how to deal with that one thing, your focus of fear shifts to somewhere else that might take you out in a different way. And I sometimes wonder, like I know that I've had this conversation with you probably a couple of years ago now, and we talked about the idea of certain things without being too morbid on the subject, and I just I just I know that something that I've got 
but that ties a little bit with reading things like the way of the samurai book because of the, some of the sort of mantras and meditations it mentions there that are quite thought-provoking and have stuck with me but there's something in 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 that way of thinking and thinking sort of on a semi-regular basis about things like that just to, just to allow that element of fear into your life but not in a detrimental and scary way just to allow it to 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 be there to, to be an acceptance in your life and so i and i do think that expand on this what you said earlier to me yeah. about imagine being trampled. yeah you yeah well there's various it's, things that they say that. like one of them that they say in the way the samurai book is that you should meditate daily on the idea of being trampled to death by horses but then it's it's not the, the idea behind that is just injecting the idea that that of something that could take you away and it, it's it, it just it just puts it, it's not a bad thing to inject an uh, a level of something into your life on a daily basis discomfort, a, a bit of discomfort to acknowledge the present perhaps. yeah yeah and just just to just to allow you that those things are there so just to allow you to be able to deal with things in a slightly better maybe more grown-up way but also you know i guess often fears c- can knock us out of the yeah. habit well, of crit- taking our life for granted you know yeah, to be afraid of death is the big sort of sign that makes yeah. you think it's good to live because plus as well if, if fear is a crippling thing or a phobia is a crippling thing it takes you out of the moment and from a day-to-day survival element i mean and i, I say that that some of these things are prehistoric primal instinct but even just on a, on a daily basis of us going outside and avoiding the traffic and not tripping over a doorstep or not walking out in front of something you do need to have an element of these things of awareness and some of those things are pre-built into our bodies to help us survive and they're learning tools to help us to learn what we can do more automatically and what the body can take care of etc of course of course i just felt along with that there's a, mm. a little uh, story that i know that we, we might like about the idea of you know the sort of fear you mentioned earlier about the fear of death and the fear of going out kicking and screaming and i think yeah. i think it was montaigne for uh, a philosopher I think I think it was him who does a story about how he was someone who early in his life he was terrified of dying. Like he he would very rarely leave the house. I think he was always scared of any kind of illness, any kind of injury. He'd be very nervous, you know, terrified of death. Constantly, death cast a shadow over every day of his life. And then one day, he was. Uh, this is back in the days where people were riding around on horses rather than cars, and he was on a horse and someone overtook him on another horse because obviously he was going nice and Boy steady racer. and slow he was, he was following the speed limit and uh, basically somehow within this horse overtaking he became horrifically injured he was he was knocked off he was kicked he was with his friends who basically reported that he was there he was screaming he was tossing and turning around he was bleeding from the mouth from the eyes everywhere they thought he was going to die they were certain he was going to die absolutely screaming on top of his voice panicking turns out he made a full recovery and uh, he he reported that he had no memory of the screaming and the suffering and the fear yeah. and the bleeding and the horror. He actually said he felt remarkably peaceful during the experience, yeah. and that experience actually then reduced his fear of, of, of that fear well, of death that had shadowed his life, which is a nice little yeah. Tale. And I think there's an element there to what you're saying. Well, that's sort of true. But before you finish, but there's an element there of the whole thing where there's a there's a level where an acceptance helps you subconsciously take things in. Like for example, one thing I've thought of before. Going back to the idea of being mauled by an animal, I've thought to myself that sometimes, like you, sometimes hear people have conversations about you know, you know this versus that animal, and sometimes people say you know what what you know a man versus a tiger. If he had a sword, it'd be okay. And I sometimes have this idea that there's there's a guy attacking a tiger, but there's his friends watching from a distance, 
And the guy goes in to attack the tiger and he's like, yeah, look at me, attacking a tiger, attacking a tiger. And his friends are watching from a distance. But he's like, oh yeah, I'm doing really well. I've got a couple of swipes in. But realistically, like he hasn't got a couple of swipes in. So everyone in the distance is going, oh, ah, oh, watching as their friend gets done to pieces. And he's there kind of in this kind of serene state of like, Ah, I'm doing okay, boys. I've got another sw- I've got another licking. But meanwhile, he's been torn to pieces by a tiger, and it's kind of that kind of state where he's in that sort of state of bliss of like, okay, of, 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 okay. the instinct kicks in and like, oh, it's okay, I'm going like this, and he's bare busy thinking he's doing well, but actually he's not doing well. Everyone for distance is going, okay, time to step away, boys. I, like that. I didn't, I didn't understand at first what you, quite what you were getting at. I just thought it was a rather bizarre story about. Oh, he was attacking a bizarre tigers, story. But I, I like it. Okay, that's that's basically ten minutes. Have you got anything you want to add other than? You're afraid of dogs, I'm afraid of bees. We're both afraid of nuclear war and death. That'll do. Yeah, that's, that's okay. Short but sweet. Okay. Um, was there anything in, in that... I felt very quick, that 10 minutes. Yeah. Was there anything I said that you felt was particularly good? I quite like the fact that you just brought up the idea that with the with the sam- way the samurai uh, mentioning about imagining getting trampled, I, I like the idea that you can use fear as a way to make the best of your life to prepare you you can use it as a tool rather than being governed by it which is obviously probably inevitable to some extent you can try and utilize it to you know it is it is an aspect of your life and if you if you allow it to be a part of your life it can it can act as a motivator yeah Perhaps. no I'm, I'm glad that you picked it up I'm glad you, that you, you brought it up that was, that was well you did yeah and to, but to honest with you when you brought it back up at all that's again it's like yeah that the yeah the fear of death is was it was where I mo- marked a little note to write down as well. Yeah, I think that's it. That's I like fear all stem. Most fears stem from death. I think. Yeah. Don't know. Interesting. Okay. Uh, recommendations then. Uh, I, I want to recommend. Uh, I think I mentioned this to you a few weeks ago. But if you if you if you get yourself a, a bit of a Tupperware like a you know a, a bowl and you put some porridge oats in it and then you add some non-dairy milk because you're going to leave it out overnight so you don't want the milk to go off. You can pour some non-dairy milk on the porridge oats, maybe add some cinnamon and nutmeg and some nuts or some prunes and mix it up, leave it to soak overnight and uh, and it's a, it's a lovely porridge-based snack that you can have in the summer. It's nice and cool in the morning when you wake up and it's all ready to eat. The oats become nice and soft and yeah, porridge oats in a Tupperware, add your spices, leave it overnight, non-dairy milk, have it in the morning. Your dinner's, your breakfast is ready and... Uh, and it tastes really nice, refreshing, cool, good for the summer months. Yeah, good recommendation. I did try it after you suggested, and I enjoyed it thoroughly. Done it a few times since, so happy days. Excellent. My recommendations, I'm going with more music recommendations. Uh, this week I uh, stepped into the new NAS album, because it's somebody I haven't listened to in a few years, partly because okay. I did my whole uh, removing myself from listening to too much popular music for a little while and got a bit snotty about that whole thing. And his new album, I don't know, I just hadn't listened to him for a is really stuff really properly for a couple of years and you album had taken a bit of bad press and so I was kind of intrigued to hear why it had taken bad press in some ways but listened to it and I've really been enjoying it it's been something that's accompanied me on a few bike rides accompanied me on my little walking journey around York recent, or London recently and I've just yeah I quite I did something about the sound where I just I like I like what he has to say his point of view when he comes back on things and I like the fact that the production uh, sounds a little bit more like I expected the production of NAS album to be just really enjoyed it nice what's the name of the album it's called Nasir so N-A-S-I-R okay cool good recommendation alright 
once again, if you've got any comments, questions, recommendations for us, maybe you even want to talk with us on an episode or something. You know, we can we can do that sort of stuff. Maybe with if your if Matt's internet connection is fast enough to do Skype, and if if you know anyone wants to, maybe maybe it'll be too intimidating for us and, and we can't do that. But you know, email us and see at J and M Deep dot podcast at gmail.com j-a-n-d-m-d-e-e-p dot podcast at gmail.com okay thank you bye 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 bye